yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Hey, this is Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. And this is episode 70, still in the pandemic. <laughs> you can hear it in your voice. Yeah, this is Stand Up Dads. I'm still here. <laughs> I still feel like a shitty dad. The bad dad episode last week didn't help. <laughs> we overcorrected because normally yeah. they're so bad that it leaves us on a downer. And then these ones were maybe not bad enough to really make us feel superior. <laughs> I got a couple of interesting ones for the end of this one. Okay. But we had, um, so I, I guess the new trend now is birthday parades for, because it sucks for little kids that have a birthday and you can't have a party. Yes. We've had to do that a few times. Yeah. yeah so that's the new thing. One of my kids' classmates had a birthday, so it was last week. They did the parade and they were talking to the mom, you know, they were distant and apparently she's going through a divorce and my son just nonchalantly goes, so why didn't it work out for you guys? Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. And she's like, what? He's like, why are you breaking up? And it's like, oh shit. Like a therapist. I love that. He's so like, he sounds like what? <laughs> And she just said something like, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. And he was like, okay. And it didn't like, he wasn't like obsessing about it. Like, <laughs> and he's geez. back to being a kid, but yeah. out of nowhere, he's like a therapist. <laughs> Why did it work out? <laughs> but there was a tinge of judgment there, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I felt horrible for her. Well, I think whenever a kid talks above what you expect for that age, people somehow think you put them up to it somehow or or they've heard it from you somehow you that's know that's exactly what i was worried about it's like yep. so you guys are talking about my failed marriage it's like totally no, yeah well other than the fact you know she's a nice lady the husband's kind of a dipshit um, <laughs> so yeah there's the so, yeah <laughs> but he was never around when we talked about that yeah so i don't know i hope it works out for her. that that actually happened with me and uh and my mom because God, how old was Olivia? I guess Olivia was around four or something. And my mom and dad decided they were going to try to move closer to us. Yeah. So they came to like Rancho Cordova, which is like 15 minutes from us, and brought us and Olivia and they looked at houses and they walked her through the house and they said, do you like this place? And she's like, yes. You want us to be close? Yes. And then she's like, okay, grandma's going to move here. Well, then the next day or two, my dad found a house he liked better in Stockton. So they're like an hour away. And then they just got it. Yeah. Well, Olivia was furious and kept wanting to call her and talk to her about you know, I'm very upset that you didn't want to move. Why did you do this? You had shown me it. So, and after a while, my mom was like, stop making her do this. And I'm like, she, I'm not telling her anything. And she's like, well, no, the wording, it's like, no, I'm not even talking to around her because I don't want this to continue. Yeah. <laughs> but she was, you know, so sometimes it is natural. They think my mom really thought at first and she was like, you're not. I'm like, no. 
and I have no idea when it's going to stop. <laughs> I don't know when it's good. I have no idea when it's when she's really going to be uh, satisfied with your answer. She may never be. <laughs> and never. it took like a week or two before she finally was like, all right. <laughs> but she she would go, I'd be like, okay, take your bath. And she'd come out of the bath angry. I want to call grandma. I'm like, again. <laughs> yeah. I think she knows your position. I need to talk with her. <laughs> and she tried to change her mind. She'd be like, you know, well, get rid of that house. I want you to come to the house so you're closer. I want you to pick me up from school. All these specific things that my mom was like, she wouldn't just say that. I'm like, she is, man. Yes. I'm like, sorry. And it is crazy. Like, I could totally see it. Owen saying that, that you'd be like, what? That sounds too yeah adult and it's like no man sometimes they i don't know if we get a vision of them older or, or what just shit they're seeing on tv too yeah you know kind of like yeah. the period thing we did a couple of weeks ago yeah or when Oli um, pulled the dumbledore me yeah and, exactly yeah and then i didn't figure out for like a month that she was quoting it <laughs> well, here this is a weird tangent and kim's gonna yeah. be pissed when i tell it <laughs> I have a buddy who um, was married and met another woman mm-hmm. and pretty much got divorced so he could be with this woman and ended mm-hmm. up marrying her. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, whatever. And, well, that makes it a wash, though. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But and she's cool, you know, yeah, yeah. and we met them at a party and his wife, his new wife, you know, and we joke around, you know, about, you know, home record and stuff like that. Oh, you joke but, about it. With the- <laughs> But hi, buddy. Okay, uh, my kid coming in to steal some paper. Ah, uh, go. You can take it. You can take it. That. Okay. So, and then we were talking, and I don't know. It was some entertainer. I don't know if it was Taylor Swift. Did she like? Was she ever the other woman with other relationships or something? I don't know. It was someone like that? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it was, or was her, it, but. Was it Leanne Rhymes or something like that? Oh, I think Leanne Rhymes. Okay. Yeah, so I think that was something that. like that. I yeah. wasn't really paying attention, but I did hear, I don't like her. This is from my wife. I don't like her because she's a homewrecker. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kim's just like, <gasps> <laughs> and we kind of just walked away from each other. <laughs> The only appropriate response when that happens, because I do that shit all the time, is to pull the Rodney Dangerfield. Where it's like, oh, but it looks good on you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, but it worked out for you guys. You, you but you guys were meant to be. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> time to go get another uh, drink. <laughs> yes, exactly. Several. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, Kim. I had to put that out there. And that- to my friend, if you're listening. We like her more than the first one. Oh, <laughs> that's like a funny. Anyway, so my kid and my wife and I, we went on a bike ride last week or mm-hmm. over the weekend. And, you know, we just pretty much kind of rode around the junior high because there's no one there. There's big lots. And my kid's still learning to ride a little bit. Yeah. I've taken him several times, just me and him. And we have a great time. And my wife wanted to come on this one, which is great. But I noticed a difference in the kid. Because usually, like, I'll start riding, I'll lead the way. And if he wants to lead the way, he can. It's just he has to pick up the speed to do so. Yeah. And, like, I would go and I'd hear, Dad, wait. And I would just, like, I would stop pedaling and just coast and wait for him to catch up. Yeah. But then I hear 
Kim yelling, stop. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop. He can catch up. Now, if he had an issue, then yeah, obviously, because I remember last time I actually felt like a dick because he was bitching that, you know, he couldn't catch up. He had a yeah. flat, he had a flat tire. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I felt really guilty. I'm like, come on, just pedal. And yeah. if, if you ever tried to pedal with a flat, it's not fucking happening. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I just noticed, though, that when she was there, it kind of enabled him to just expect me to, you know, let him catch up. It's like, yeah, pedal harder. You know, you need to work harder. You can lead the way. You just have to actually get there to lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like and I'm not trying to, you know, ooh, how tough am I? I can pedal faster than a seven year old. No, it's not. Yeah. Just let's go. Because. I mean, as it was, I was just like, this is mind-numbingly slow, but it's cool because he was having fun and just to catch up, but it was kind of, and then I was getting a near full from Kim saying, you need to let him catch up to you. It's like, I always do. It's just, he needs to put the effort in to do so. I'm not just going to stop. Like he was crying on the way back to the truck. Like, I want to be first and then be first. I wasn't pushing, you know, he was just, he was more focused on complaining that he wanted to be first than on pedaling. Yeah, yeah. So that brought up the idea of, is it okay to let your kids win? I mean, we've kind of talked about that Yeah. in the past, but not in this context. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was probably like nine, um, we would go, my dad and I would go fishing at Half Moon Bay. Yeah. And there was a rock wall that went out. I mean, seriously, it's got to be a quarter mile out into the bay. And it's just big, scary rock wall because it's just a bunch of rocks dumped on top of each other. Yeah, and you gotta you know pick and choose and hop on rock to rock, and some of them are stable, some of them are not. Yeah, and it's kind of scary when you're a little kid and you've never done that before. And my dad grew up in Madeira, which you know he became part mountain goat because he would just you know he's carrying our fishing poles, a bucket, a tackle box, all that shit, and he's just boop 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 just hopping along. <laughs> And not even having trouble. That's awesome. And I'm behind him and I my heart is pounding like up into my throat and I'm not carrying shit, you know? And so, yeah. and I'm freaking out thinking I'm going to die because there's times where you look down and you can see the ocean, you know, the bay just kind of splashing around under you. So you have these awful images. Yeah. Realistically, worst thing, you fall, you bash your head a little bit. And drown in the ocean. Nah, and they never but- find your body. <laughs> And the thing is, calling out to my dad did no good because he was deaf. So I was on my yeah. own. But the thing is, when we found a good spot or when he felt like we found a good spot and I caught up with him, I just felt so fucking good. It's like I did the shit. Yeah, you did it. And and he didn't had he was none the wiser. He was just like, yeah, here, take the pole here. You know, he was just all pissed off because he had to carry my shit, too. Yeah. But the sense of accomplishment at the end of it. And then, you know, after a couple of years you know, it was be like nothing. So I got to become like part mountain goat like him. Not anymore. That's so cool. But it never would have happened if he was holding my hand the whole time going, okay, now step on this rock. Now, now obviously if he's three or four, yeah, you fucking do that. Yeah. At some point you got to take off the fucking training wheels. Yeah. I totally get it. And it, it's funny because Melissa and I are really good on each having spots where we've pushed Oli and because we've tried not to make it where you know we coddle her or learn from stuff and I remember like when she was a baby we were sticking with this book we had read about letting them be able to sleep through the night yeah. and not getting them you know so when they cry it out 
So I let her do that where she wanted to stop it. But then like a year or two later, like we even have it on video where I'm, I just sound like it was Olivia would not go to sleep on her own. She wanted to sleep with us. Yeah. So like she, we'd put her in the bed, shut the door. She'd come out screaming and we'd have <laughs> to walk her back in, put her back screaming. We it's going on for like an hour. And then she was videoing it and I'm sitting there going, this is, we're torturing her. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is enough. This is all. And damned if it, it finally worked. And then it broke, it broke it. She started to be able to sleep on her own. And it was yeah. like, uh, so, so there's a lot of things like that where I feel like, like we have to, I don't know, for me, I need, we need to work together. Cause there's the other stuff with me where I'll let her do stuff that, you know, and I'll cheat sometimes. Like I let her go out out of the apartment with her friends to play on the grass. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I can still see them from in the apartment, but she don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like for her, she's like empowered. Cause she's like, Oh totally. my God, I'm doing this crazy thing. At the same time, I'm like, all right, I can see what they're doing. And you're I so brave. Be- you went 10 steps away from the front door. You, totally. Yeah. I'll be more open to trying to, you know, take her to stuff that like we did it when she was little, take her to things and just see how she does. Like yeah. she used to be able to sit in the nutcracker for for like the whole thing, even when she was like four. Yeah. Um, and that I think built up to be able to take her to stuff where concerts or musicals or stuff where sometimes kids can't handle the whole thing or sit there. Like, but it's been, you know, mostly trying to see and trust like how is she there may be certain things where she's not gonna be good at but try to like let her see if she can do it i blew it with the bike riding because i had her on a thing forever where every time i took off the training wheels i would i would hold the handle of the back of the bike yeah and i'd go with her let go yeah and but it would always be like ah and uh then one weekend she went to her cousin's house and i get a video of her hauling Exactly. around the back i'm like what happened she's like her and uh, her mom's like well she took a look at ava who's eight months older mm-hmm. doing it and she said there was like fury on her face and she got on her bike and just did it <laughs> that exactly like, proves my point because when you yep. have the mom saying wait for him no you yep. can go because they will catch up yeah yeah and i think i was holding her back by doing only that version of like uh, I'll hold it because then it just made her dependent on me holding it. And you did it because you cared. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. Try to get her used to it, you? get yeah. her used to it. You know, I think the best invention for kids and bikes is those uh, strider bikes when they're little. Oh yeah. Those bikes without pedals. So they get yeah. the balance because Owen never had training wheels. He just went straight from the strider to a bike. That's awesome. And I see that's like the trend now. Anyway, so I was that's awesome. At, uh, letting your kids win when you're playing games. I'll post links to this. There's one from Very Well Family. So obviously there's three schools of thought. Yeah, let the kid win. So it builds Mm self-confidence. There's no keep the playing field level because letting the child win stops when he or she competes against others. And sometimes strike a balance between the occasional win and lessons that can come from losing. Yeah. You know, and I think obviously it's never usually, you know, one end or the other. But, you know, if you always let them win, it gives them like a false sense of security. Yeah. And when they realize how not good they are at something, they may just bail out on it. Yeah. And if, you know, if you never let them win, they do get discouraged. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, why the fuck am I going to try? I get my <laughs> ass kicked every fucking time. Yeah. 
you know, and again, you know, it's all be real realistic. I mean, if you're going to be playing, you know, shooting baskets in the, you know, in the fucking driveway. Yeah. How big of a man are you to fucking swat a shot from a 10 year old? Totally. Yeah. And then the sometimes it's pretty much balancing the competitive experience, you know, so they learn how to lose gracefully. Yeah. They'll have the thrill of victory because if you won before, you're like, I can do that again. Yeah. And also how you act is how they're going to fucking do it. So yeah, if you swat a fucking 10 year old and go in your face and you know, fucking they're going to go around. do it. Yeah. Kinda like uh, something about Mary when he was, uh, when, oh, fuck, what was his name? The guy that was hitting on Mary that, you know, I work with retards. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That, oh, dang it. <laughs> where that, he was so uh, 80s. Yeah. That guy. Dang it. Where he was like playing football with him and just like being <laughs> totally fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. I worked with a guy who did that right after high school. I was in the Hayward Recreational District in the summer. Yep. And and you worked with the kids on some, you know, summer break. And the guy I was working with was another guy that was right out of high school, but he went to a different one. I kept the kids inside doing kickball. He's like, all right, I'll take them out to do, uh, you know, softball or whatever, the yeah. baseball. And then he came back in. He's like, I, I hit like 10 home runs and da 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 da. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what did you do out there? <laughs> like, did you just make them chase off? I'm like, that, you're, why are you even playing? <laughs> why are you proud of that? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you see all the kids coming in all dejected. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to be out there, like, destroying them. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to enable them to play, you know? Yeah. You probably should have just been the pitcher if they couldn't get the ball exactly. over there. Exactly. But no, That's he couldn't sad. see it. He was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, man. Ooh, like You're so tough. Somebody, yeah. yeah. It's How sad old that was this people- guy? Oh, dude, we were both like 18. That's Actually, funny. I think I was still 17 at that point. Yeah. But still, like we're, you know, still should know better. Mm-hmm. Than, like these kids that we had at the summer program were probably all around like 6 to 10. Jeez. <laughs> just bam, bam, idiot. Yeah, this kid just learned how to wipe his ass and you beat him at baseball. You're such a stud. Totally, um, yeah. But well, like knowing yeah. when to let him win and... Yeah, Not, I go back and forth. Like, there's ones where I'll make Olivia have to play it right. Yeah. And uh, we did the Harry Potter clue or whatnot. And yeah. that one was good. It really made her have to do it. Yep. But then there's other ones like she made up a game that was called push off the the bed or whatever, which is really just the cushion we put out when we make our forts. Yeah. And it's like. I have to let her win because of like if I want to, there's a there's an old cartoon. Do you ever remember that cartoon with the dog? And um oh no, it there's a cartoon that's Bugs Bunny against the crusher. And there's yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. scene the where, where the guy just sits there and they don't even redraw him. He doesn't move, but he's going around him. Like, eh, eh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like really, I have to let her push me a couple times. Yeah. And then really for me, it just becomes fun to find like creative ways to like one time I took a blanket wrapped it around her and then just like kept, dropped her off she's like stop it you know? <laughs> but those type of games yeah then it's like no fun if it's just like bam 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 yeah. you know like i mean I, the uh, way i look at it is treat it like you're a carny so you've got someone yeah. that is gonna play the games which you know are stacked again, yeah but when you see them starting to get discouraged let them win yeah and then they keep playing i don't know there's this whole thing about 
focusing on what kind of phase like the kid is in yeah kind of like a toddler it's not about winning or losing it's about teaching him how to fucking you know take turns and follow yes them. at that point it doesn't fucking matter yeah because there's no concept of competition with them they're just excited to play the game and they could lose their ass or win and they have no yeah. clue for uh, us i think that's where i feel like it's like the whole village to raise a child thing comes into play because also sometimes they respond better to other people so it could be that me and you could help each other like i remember before i had olivia and my nephew uh sebastian would come and play he was like a pretty sore loser yeah. but then my my um sister's husband uncle mark came out and he is brutal just <laughs> cut through. i will give you nothing yeah. and it changed everything it made him like because it was someone else and that's actually helped with Oli. I actually want Uncle Mark to play more with her. He only got to really play games with them when we were on a family vacation before. But like I think that helps because it's a different person and then you get to learn like from them as opposed to come on daddy, you know, or yeah. trying to weasel you when you have someone else that's just like, Oh no, no, I'm not I'm giving you not even an inch of ground. <laughs> yeah, because it's different for a parent because you are mm -hmm. supposed to be there to support them at some point too. Yeah. There's another story here. Yeah, a big part of it is teaching them how to win gracefully and lose gracefully. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I always fucking hate it when, you know, and granted, like I love playing dominoes and talking shit just, and I can't find yeah. anyone that's willing to do it with me because I talk way too much shit because of where I learned it. So <laughs> it uh, like, I remember I played with my brother-in-law once and I was just play that fucking weak ass six, three, play that shit. And he just kind of backed off like, what the fuck? And, but to me, that's more fun than playing. It's just talking shit. You know, I can read your fucking, mm -hmm. you know, I can tell you what you have in your hand and it's just funny just getting inside of someone's head, but I'm not doing <laughs> that to a little kid. I'm doing it to an equal. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to play like that with my kid when I teach him to play dominoes because. Yeah. Yeah. But, but fuck, there's nothing more fun than talking shit when you're playing with equals. Yeah. Anyway, but they say. Yeah. Okay, there were four tips from this one. Uh, choose wisely about what games they select. So there are some games that have nothing to do with skill. It's just whatever rolled on a die or what card, you know, like Candyland, shit like that. Candyland's awful. Yeah. I think but the odds are whoever starts wins, basically. It's so the odds are so heavily stacked that the first person usually wins. And that's like what a joke. <laughs> yeah. And then they say let the kids win the first few rounds just so they can see what that's like. Because again, if you're getting your ass handed to you every time, yeah. What's the fucking point? Yeah. Be a good role model. If you lose, be gracious and say, ah, oh, too bad. I'll have to try better. Something like that. Yeah. And then model coping strategies and go through, you know, go through it. And if they're starting to be a poor sport, pause the game and say, hey, you're being an asshole right now. Obviously, don't say asshole to your kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking to what I had. I'm, yeah. Know, when I take him out, I'm going to make him catch up to me. I'm not going to yeah. make it impossible for him to catch up to me. And I'm going to let him lead the way too, because yeah. that's the whole point. And that's more fun. Cause that was probably, I don't know. I've had more fun bike rides with the kid yeah. than that one. There was a changing gears. There was a kid in Utah. This happened on May 5th. Five-year-old boy pulled over in Utah on Utah on his way to California to try to buy a Lamborghini. Did you see this? No. So a five-year-old boy with $3 in his pocket, 
was pulled over by Utah police while driving his parents' car to California to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Um, the boy left in the SUV after arguing with his mother, who said she would not buy the luxury car for him. <laughs> oh, my God. A trooper spotted the vehicle weaving on Interstate 15 at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> so he was on the oh my. On 30. How old was he? Five. How was he making the pedals work? Apparently he was, well, I think it gets in there. Wow. So the cop, they thought he was an impaired driver. They pulled him over and they had video of it. So there's a link. You can see the video. And he oh is like God. all over the lanes, but the he lights him up and he pulls over to the to the center of the road. You know, yeah. And they pulled him over and they said, hey, how old are you? You're five years old. Where did you learn to <laughs> drive a car? So the cop said he had to help the kid put it into park. <laughs> <laughs> five years old. That's awesome. Is this a joke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was sitting on the front edge of the seat so he could reach the brake pedal and keep the car stopped while I was standing there. So he was kind of like sitting and standing at the same time. So yeah. That's how he did it. Once he was pulled over, the child told the trooper he had intended to drive to California to purchase a Lamborghini for himself. He had $3. The starting price for <laughs> Lambo is about 200 grand. <laughs> how did he do that? I don't know. Morgan says no one was hurt, and it'll be up to the local prosecutor to decide whether to file charges against the parents who left the boy in his siblings' care while they were away from home. Oh, my God. How old was the sibling? It didn't say. So Yeah. I just but who's going to expect awesome. that a kid? Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. California. But amazing to like that a kid could just figure it out, you know? Well, it's, I was talking with Kim about that because like some kids are so intuitive about stuff. Like they just figure shit out. Like they watch. I mean, kids always watch. are watching stuff. Yeah. But whether they process it. Yeah. Yeah. There's times my kid amazes me with the stuff he does. Like, how'd you learn that? I watched you do it. Now there's times yeah. where it amazes me the shit he doesn't understand. It's like, you've done this a million times. Why can't you do this right? But Yep. Yep. There's been times where, yeah, Olivia will, when she was real little, I was trying to find a flashlight on my phone and she just, she got tired of it, grabbed my phone, swiped down and opened a flashlight that I had no idea was there. And she, maybe she had seen her mom do it or something, but she just handed it to me and I was like, oh, <gasps> like, <laughs> Like, we talked about doing? that after I helped you find the same fucking flashlight, remember? No, but see, that's a different type of phone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so I still have this problem, so I never learn. <laughs> well, that brings us to our bad dad. I got a two-parter here. So I got okay. one sad, depressing bad dad. Okay. Uh, and it's actually COVID-related in a way. Okay. This is in Washington. Longview police arrest father accused of injecting his child with drug after he thought his child ate meth. So the dad, who is 31, Jonathan Williams, injected his two-year-old child with Vivitrol, a prescription drug used to treat opioid and alcohol addiction. According to police, Williams first stated that he injected the child because he thought he was showing signs of COVID-19. What the heck? but later said he believed the child ingested meth from a pipe. So oh, my God. I figured this would calm him down after having meth. I don't know. Oh, my God. So the police took the kid to a hospital for evaluation and treatment. No word yet on if he came out. This came out just two days ago. But what the fuck? 
I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. First of all, what are you doing smoking meth with a fucking two year old in the house? And second, why are you leaving it out to where he can get to it? Yeah. But, and I always figured people on meth are very meticulous about stuff. I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. You know, sometimes you need to escape, but fucking think about who's around you. Yeah. Yeah. So part two, you know, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking who doesn't like Woody Harrelson? He was Woody on Cheers. He's been in fucking yeah. Zombieland and shit. How many natural was he about natural born killers? Yep. And yeah. Countless other movies. Oh, he's in that one. Um God, what's that bowling movie? I love oh, that Kingpin. one. Kingpin. That's the best. Kingpin. God, that's a great movie. <laughs> that's where I got the line. Uh, you're wearing a, uh, an outfit that requires two hairdos. Uh, i'm kind of surprised that girl never went on to do anything else i know she was funny yeah anyway so did you know that woody harrelson's dad was a hitman no (laughs) wow woody harrelson's hitman father was twice accused of murder before being convicted of assassinating a judge and claimed he killed jfk Oh my God. Wow. So there's a new podcast out. I think the new podcast is called Son of Hitman. Wow. I have no association with these guys. So I don't know if it's any good, but apparently they're talking to Woody Harrelson's brothers. Wow. About it. So apparently, yeah, his dad's name is Charles Harrelson, who at one time also claimed to have killed JFK. He was jailed over the 1979 killing of U.S. District Judge John Wood Jr. in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. The dad died in 2007 of a heart attack. So I guess Woody doesn't really talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Understandably. Yeah. But actor Woody said he first learned of his dad's dubious profession for the first time at age 12, years after the man had run away, leaving his mother to raise him and his two brothers alone. Oh, okay. But apparently when his dad passed away, Woody was really fucked up about it. So he still cares. Because, yeah, I mean, it's still your dad. It's still your dad, yeah. And it's the finality of it. I think that you're like, that's the end of it. You're not able to, like talk to them anymore do anything if there was if there was unsaid stuff you know yeah but i mean is this was this common knowledge before now i mean how did we not hear about that i didn't know yeah i didn't know at first i thought it was like oh this is bullshit but apparently not so So, yeah i don't know yeah that's overcoming a pretty bad dad not only did he take off and not be around for them but He's a hitman too. Which kind of goes back to yeah. a few shows ago where uh, I can't remember the name of the comedian who said, if you want your kids to succeed, leave your kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, I don't know about the other That's two right. brothers. They might be pieces of shit for all I know. Which is, <laughs> yeah, leave your kids. It's the only way to put a fire in them. <laughs> we at Stand Up Dads do not promote <laughs> leaving your children to make them more successful. My kid's going to be mediocre because I'm sticking around. <laughs> That's funny. Let us know your thoughts. Email us, thestateofdads at gmail.com if you need artwork. Um, you can go to Pencil for Hire. So that's Pencil, F-O-R, Hire on Instagram or pencilforhire.com. And no better time than now to get Doug Gray's graphic novel, Eye of Mongombo. If you get it and you don't like it, next podcast is free. Get my side project. Fuck, I forgot the name of it. Gag on this podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We've been doing two shows a week. We're getting bigger names than we usually are used to because more people are available now. We're doing it on Zoom. So check it out. Gag on this podcast. And uh, again, if you don't like that, your next podcast is free. (laughs) Stay safe out there. We will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next week. The thing I want to say is, 
Thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.